Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Analyzing Arsenal series, show in which we go in a little bit more tactical depth about the world of Arsenal. And we're joined, as always, by one of our scouting writers from Reach. Very happy to be joined by Josh Williams. You right, mate? You good? Good, mate. Good to be back. Um, yeah, back to for Arsenal. I was thinking you were going to put a little Carabao Cup thing in there, but <laughs> we avoided it, so I brought it up for him. But no, I just on the on the benefit of all Arsenal fans, I'd like to say thank you for uh, for stopping them lot from picking up another trophy. Yeah, no problem, mate. Uh, we're getting used to it on Merseyside now. Mm, yes. <laughs> so, all right, there you go. Your little crypts in there. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see where Arsenal in a couple of years. Fingers crossed. Uh, up there and battling as well. Um, today's show is obviously going to be based around, as you probably told, from the title and the thumbnail, looking at the midfield of Arsenal and specifically this switch that we've seen recently from four-two-three-one to four-three-three. Looking at the reasons why we've made that switch and possible replacements for Granite Xhaka to level up that midfield in the summer transfer window. To start things off, though, let's set the scene by talking about the switch and Josh obviously since we've made this change and it was kind of first seen in that game against Wolves away from home when we won 1-0 we've then gone and beaten Brentford at home as well playing the same system and then you know pretty not convincingly but certainly it was a huge part of the reason why Arsenal were able to get a result against Wolves in the home leg as well and it seems to be something that Mikel Arteta wants to stick to seeing Martin Odegaard play a little bit deeper in kind of this hybrid eight role Granit Xhaka playing slightly further forwards in ahead of Thomas Partey and Partey of course occupying this sole number six role so what have you made of kind of that shift that Arteta has decided to make yeah well I have looked into it a little bit more since since we last spoke about this and at the time although I do think it's a nice tactical shift and I think it, it can make sense in terms of being the more aggressive the more attacking side since I, I last spoke I, I have thought to myself Granit Jack is not the the most comfortable is he in terms of um you know, receiving the ball in tight spaces in the final third. I think he's very much a player who suits the play being ahead of him and he can find mm. teammates in those types of areas rather than being the player to receive the ball in those areas. Um, but, you know, it is it is quite common for in, in, in a, a mid- midfield two for one of the two to be a bit more, you know, round the corner, if you like, a bit, a bit fit higher up at the pitch. Uh, that player is obviously Xhaka. I do think he's more suited to it than Partey is. But I do think, you know, hence the, the theme of today's show, I do think Arsenal could probably get a player in who's a bit more tailored to do to do those those more offensive things higher up the pitch. Yeah, me too. And I think it's, uh, whilst he's been good, and I mean, he discovered a little bit of Lionel Messi about him in the Wolves game. Some of the touches <laughs> and little moves was in, was just, I haven't seen a Granit Xhaka at Arsenal doing this type of things. The closest that we have seen is when he's playing for Switzerland and he seems a little bit more freer playing for Switzerland than he does Arsenal. But it was uh, an interesting switch up from uh, from the midfielder. But uh, I, what I'm interested in is obviously to look ahead to, to the summer transfer window and the players, of course, which we feel 
possibly could do that role. So I'll throw to you first for your first name. Listeners, we've, we've both picked three. We don't know who we've picked, and there could be a chance we pick the same ones. But uh, who is your, your first choice? Well, as usual, before we get to it, I would like to throw in my caveats, as always. Um, of course. Of course. So I think, I think first of all, for this, but my take on it is still very much Arsenal are still very four two three one orientated, and I think the difference is obviously when they assume control of the ball and possession secured, then one of the six, the left sided six, pushes up to become a bit of a number eight type thing. So rather than me searching for a number eight, I have instead looked for a six, but a six who is comfortable in the final third. Um, okay. That's been my criteria, and a player who was 26 years old or younger. Um, and just before I continue as well, th- they're not that common. They really aren't. No. <laughs> like, if you think of a lot of the sixes now at the top of your head in the Premier League, you know, Rodri, Declan Rice, Fabinho, they're not players you would associate with the final third. And if you picture them now receiving the ball in the final third, for me, they look a bit awkward, and it doesn't look right. So it's not that easy to source these players. So I would not be surprised if we have a few similar options mm. here. Uh, but first off for me is Yuri Tillemans. Um He is, I think, the obvious pick. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense for Arsenal at the moment. He's 24 years old, so it's a good age. Um, contracted until 2023. So as of this summer, he'll have a year left on his deal. That is an obvious reason for Leicester to let him go and for Leicester to accept a price that he's maybe worth more than, potentially around 40 million, potentially. Um, Very, very adaptable player. I think he's very technical. So he, you know, he's operated as a a part of a midfield two for Leicester for most of Brendan Rodgers' time there. But he is technical enough for me and aware of his, you know, aware of his surroundings enough Mm. to operate a bit higher up without looking like a, a fish out of water, if you like. Um, alongside that, you obviously speak the language. Um, he's proven in the Premier League, which is a little bit cliche, but I do think it's there's value attached to that. There's less of a risk when you sign a player who's quite clearly proven in England. He's definitely that. But he really gets injured. And he's for his age, he is so experienced. Um, obviously, I've just said there that he's 24 years old. But despite that, he's got, I think it's something like eight full seasons, full men's seasons behind his, you know, behind him. Mm. Um, as a 16-year-old at Anderlecht, this is age 16, he accumulated just over 2,000 minutes in the Belgian top flight. And every single year since, he's featured a lot. I mean, every single year since, he, the fewest number of appearances he's, he's played in any season has been 18, and that's that's league only, um, and that starts as well. So he's a player who's just been around forever. Um, I think he's, he's good enough to make the step up above Leicester. I think since Rodgers has been there, he's probably the player out of, you know, Barnes and Madison. And he's probably the player who's who's stepped up for me. Um, and I think he's probably the most suited to this role personally. Yeah, he wasn't the first on my list, but he was on my list. Uh, so I'll, I'll tackle him as well. Now, uh, I agree with you. I think that what Arsenal and Arteta have looked for in particular is younger players that have got experience of playing at 
you know, senior level for a significant number of years. You look at Martin Odegaard, who's been playing pretty much since he's 16 years of age at, at a senior level. Someone like Sambi Laconga, who came in at 21, but has already been the captain of Anderlecht uh, previously. Uh, you, you look at those types of players that he wants playing senior football at such a young age. And 24 isn't wildly young in, in the spectrum of looking at talent, but he certainly means he's got a hell of a lot more years at the top level ahead of him. And I think that Yuri Tillemans would be I think he'll be given a kind of fresh lease of life at Arsenal. He clearly needs a move. I think that's been evident from the way in which he's been playing this season. And Leicester in general haven't been that great. So I wouldn't pinpoint him for criticism in that sense. But I do think that a move would be very beneficial. And I think he suits that role, playing alongside or just ahead of a, a player that can be that athletic disciplines number six that Partey can be. And I think that Tielemans would certainly be that player. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and, and Tielemans makes my list as well. You could also say as well he he weakens you know a, a rival in a way uh, another, yes. a top six uh, contender. Absolutely, your second pick. So my second pick is Fabian Ruiz. Um, I know he's in the news a little bit at the moment. I hope we don't pick all the same ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! I had a feeling this is going to happen. Yeah, but as I said, as I said, my caveats. Uh, you know, face um, that it's it's quite a specialist role to, to get a player who's a six, but he's comfortable in the final third. It's not that common, so and there's a few standout picks, and um, so yeah, Fabian Ruiz, 25 years old. Again, he's young enough to dedicate about five years of good form to Arsenal, but he's old enough whereby he's able to perform now. You know, he's he's ready ready made type thing. Uh, he's a good height. About six foot two, I think Fabian Ruiz is uh, very technical midfielder, typically Spanish, as I suppose in that way. Uh, progressive midfielder, posts a good number of um, of progressive carries, progressive passes. So he's good at moving his teammates towards goal, uh, and he's very versatile as well. I think during his time at Napoli, mm. he's played as a six, he's played as an eight, I think he's played as a ten, played on the left uh, as a wide midfielder type thing. So very adaptable player, very versatile player. Uh, he's left-footed, which is always nice. You know, it's not particularly common to have left-footed players. I'm not off the top of my head. I'm not... <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say then, off the top of my head, Arsenal midfielders, any left-footers in there? Jacker, um, And then you've, I mean, the rest of the team, Odegaard obviously playing in the midfield left-footed. Yeah. Um, and in the rest of the team, you've got the likes of uh, Laconga and Pepe and Tavares and Tierney. Um, we got a fair few left footers, yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, not too bad to be fair. Yeah. Um, but you know, left footed straight is always a nice pick, and he's really injured, and he he is out of contract the same time as Tillman's, um until twenty twenty three. I'm led to believe. But if you look at his numbers as well, uh, the number of tackles was game in terms of going forward, which you wouldn't necessarily expect from a centre midfield player. He scores fairly often, so. During his time at Napoli, this is in Serie A only, he scored five in his debut season, then three, then three, and this season he's already got six. Um, and when it comes to assists, he registered four assists, then six, then one, and he's currently on two. So each season, despite what he's offering to your midfield department, he's usually adding about 10 goals. 10 league goals to his team per season, which is which is decent. 
I yeah, I agree with you. I put him on my list. Uh, he was probably the number one choice on, on my list personally. I think the, the value for money at sixteen million pounds, as has been reported, is ridiculously cheap um, for the player that you're getting. Yes, contract affects that, but you wouldn't lose the physicality necessarily either. Like he's he's not. I wouldn't call him lanky. Uh, I think he does have physicality <laughs> to his game, but even though he strikes you as a bit of a lanky figure. Um, six goals this season in Serie A show that, like, you know, he's, he's contributing to that forward line attack. He's so progressive. I was looking at his his passing and, and dribbling metrics compared to Jack on FB Ref uh, the other day, and he, he far outstrips him in terms of kind of like carries as well of the ball over Xhaka. And and when you look at other players like Tielemans, he, he outstrips Tielemans as well in terms of carries forward. So he's progressing the ball, and I think that would certainly be what Mikel Arteta is wanting from his team. And, and the vers- versatility of his game to play as a six, as an eight, and even as a 10, uh, or even in a wide position, if we switch to that, maybe more defensively, if you wanted to go to a midfield four when you're kind of you know holding the line at times, we could do that, uh, and Fabian would certainly help. <laughs> Who's your, your third and, and final pick? So, third and final pick is uh, we're going to the Bundesliga. Well, no. And, <laughs> uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach? No. Okay, right. We've okay, got well, all right. Well, all right. Um, so, yeah, I've gone with Florian Neuhaus. Um, as I said, More attacking. Yeah, I yeah, feel. Slightly, slightly, yeah, slightly. But he, he's accustomed to playing as part of a midfield too. Sure. Um, so, over the past few seasons... Gladbach have used four two three one, um, and he's been a a six for them on the left side as well, which is which is nice. Uh, he's only still only twenty four years old, um, but yeah, he, he, as I said, he's played as a six, he's played as an eight at times, and I think maybe some minutes as a ten, um, and that adaptable skill set has allowed him to to score a fair few. Uh, similar to Ruiz, he does get amongst the goals, so. This is his fourth season in the Bundesliga with Gladbach. Um, So his first season as a 21-year-old, he scored three, assisted eight. This is Bundesliga only. Mm -hmm. Uh, Following season, scored four, assisted two. Following season, scored six, assisted five. And this season, he scored four, assisted one. So similar to Ruiz in terms of probably offering about 10 goals, 10 league goals per season to your game. Um, that's that's non-penalty. And he, he does seem to have that instinctive um, Frank Lampard, Deli Alley, you know, late, late arriving type uh, to his game. Um, I don't think he's as good on the ball, maybe, as Tillemans and Ruiz. But he's a, he is a nice player. Um, and I think if you look at Monty Gladbach's season, they're not doing particularly well. I think they've lost a coach already this season. Um, they lost Marco uh, Rosa at the end of last season. Um, yeah. They've lost one since. Have they lost one since then as well? I'm not sure he replaced them. Uh, maybe I'm getting mixed up with Jesse Marsh, who obviously lost his job at Leipzig mid season. Um, but I'll double check that one anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, 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 with Munchen Gladbach struggling, I think they're currently about 13th. I don't think they're going to get Euro- European football next season. Uh, and. Neuhaus is contracted until 2024. Uh, again, he's another who's not injured very often. Um, he's, I must admit, he's not the most mobile or physical. Yes. He's quite, he's quite um, slight a little bit. He, he, for some reason, Mark Albrighton comes to mind. <laughs> Picture <laughs> the frame of Mark Albrighton. He's kind oh, of like that. Um, so he's not 
a particular, you know, physically built English centre mid, if you like. But um, plenty of nice, nice perks attached to his game. And as I said, he could be attainable this summer. Eddie Hutter is the Gladbach manager and has been in charge this whole season. Uh, he okay. replaced. Uh, he joined them from Frankfurt from uh, to replace uh, Marco Rosa. Um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't pick him, so that's good. Um, got some variation. Before I give my final one, I'll do some shout-outs because I was brainstorming a few more while you were talking. Uh, a player that I really did like before he got his knee injury was Conrad Leimer at RB Leipzig. Um, four goals and seven assists during that season before he got his injury. This season he has come back, but he's kind of only playing more as a substitute building up his fitness but he's played 17 times scored one goal and got two assists uh Kakare at uh leon is another option as well and, and highlighted before i think tifo did a an expose on on him uh camera at red bull salzburg really interesting young player probably not good enough yet to be kind of the replacement for Xhaka, but certainly with Elneny leaving in the summer, maybe one they can consider as a potential option. Uh, but the one I've landed on is staying in the Bundesliga with RB Leipzig, and that's Tyler Adams, uh, the US men's national team uh, central midfielder. Very versatile, can play right back and right midfield or right wing back as well, but has been playing a lot at central midfield this season. Uh, really like kind of his progression, his ability on the ball, his leadership skills. I think he's the current captain of the US, uh, US men's national team as well. Um, I think he would add a lot of qualities into this Arsenal side and would play quite well alongside Partey and contrast in styles with Partey too. So, yeah, I went for Tyler Adams, but I think of the lot. It's interesting neither of us mentioned Ruben Neves, uh, who's another player that's been linked with Arsenal. Um, I think my dislike of him grew after the whole <laughs> you can't celebrate rule that he came up with after the Arsenal game. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's interesting neat that I, I was... I was uh, a little bit convinced that you might go over Ruben Neves, but uh, do you feel he's just more reined in in defensively wise to play that role? Or, or yeah, not? I think he's very compatible to Xhaka for me. Um, good at moving his team forward, yeah. really progressive on the ball, but not particularly slow, uh, not particularly fast. Sorry, he is he is a slow player in my opinion. Um, he's not. I don't think he's very tricky or a player for tight spaces and like that. So I couldn't picture him comfortable in the final third mm. um i did tour with a few other players um ishmael benesser of of um ac milan formerly of arsenal yes very much so yeah um, mahmoud de hood of Borussia dortmund crossed mm -hmm. my mind but just looking at him over the past couple of seasons he just hasn't played enough for for the risk to be a bit too high to be worth taking mm. um Mikel Marino was actually a player who crossed me mind yes. as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's known from his time at Newcastle. But mm. I think since it's Sociedad, uh, he, he, I mean, he looks very, very progressive, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he's the captain as well. And I mean, he's taken on... Um, he's 25 uh, now he, as well. Is he the captain? I think oh, is actually the captain. But yeah, um, he's he's taken on that role for Mio Romendi, like when before he obviously went to Real Madrid and he came back. But Mikel Moreno is really nailed down that central midfield role there. So... Yeah, I've yeah. mentioned him before on shows. Yeah, we also have, um, I mean, potentially Eve Basuma of uh, of Brighton. Mm. Um, and then I think any further options are, are a bit more, you know, rather than aiming for a six, for, other options would be more aiming for an eight. Like, eight, obviously, yeah. players like Hussein Moir and um, Danny Olmo, potentially, but I think he's a bit more of a ten, isn't he? He's a bit yeah. more. I call him Bailey loves Renato Sanchez um, as a possible option. His injury record for me is just too risky to to invest in. Um, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, I did watch him recently, though. I can't remember who he was playing against. Might have been Chelsea, but he, Chelsea, yeah, he was Chelsea. very good. Yeah, he was very good. He was good in that game. Um, yeah, I like to concede that he played quite well. But uh, yeah, for me, he's... Uh, and Kessier, AC Milan, but he looks like he's going closer to Real Madrid, although he is more of a... I suppose he's more of a six, isn't he? But he can still progress the ball really well. A lot of people use a lot of similarities between him and Partey, so maybe it would clash uh, too much. Um, but no, Josh, I think we've got a good list. Uh, three, both of uh, Ruiz and Tielemans, we weren't the same with. But uh, Neuhaus, who, yeah, a, a lot of respect for the talent that's coming out of Germany and, and he's certainly one to, to keep your eyes out for and Tyler Adams being the other one uh, from myself so yeah a good pick uh, and uh, fingers crossed it's something that Arsenal can attack in the summer window Josh thank you so much as always for taking time out of your afternoon to have a chat much appreciated tell people where they can find you yeah thanks for getting me on mate it's uh, at distance covers on Twitter if you want to give me a follow Absolutely. You can follow myself at Tom Cantor Media and The Arsenal Way at The Arsenal Way N5. Make sure you're subscribed to get continual content and coverage over the rest of Arsenal's season. Mikel Arteta's press conferences and morning shows at 9.30am on weekdays. We'll be back for that weekday show tomorrow morning, so I look forward to bringing you that and more. So just drop a like, subscribe if you're new, and as always, keep following us down The Arsenal Way. <laughs>